Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I am your host, Will McFadden. Joining me today to recap a frustrating Falcons loss to the Los Angeles Chargers is former Falcons fullback Ovi Mahaley. Ovi, how you doing? What was your game setup like for uh, for today's action? Um, you know what's weird? I forgot it was a uh, home game. For some reason, I just thought it was an away <laughs> game. I was like, I I would have been there if it was a home game. I, I've uh, you know the Falcons have been uh, showing me a little more love. I've been getting free tickets to more games and. And I probably could have gotten some tickets if I wanted to, but I, I just forgot. But, you know, it's probably good because I got a chance to hang out with my family. We uh, uh, had go. a fall festival uh, at the clubhouse and took the kids there. And we were throwing rings on things and footballs and little baskets and just having a good old time. So I, I got to after church hang out with the fam. So it, it was cool. Usually I'm at the stadium yelling at my Falcons to win or yelling at them <laughs> that they lost. So now I just have my little phone like one of these dads like, yeah, yeah, good job, kid. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was it was um it was a little frustrating. I, I was clocked in for the most time, but you know, stepped out to be a dad. Uh, then clocked back in watching the game, and I got to watch the whole fourth quarter un- uninterrupted. Mm. That's where I was just, you know, I, I oh, so much of this and and just the nerves, the nerves. But you know <laughs> what? We. One last week, we probably shouldn't. We lost this week. Yeah. We probably shouldn't. That's the way football works. That is the way football works. Um, and we're going to kind of break down all of the things that went right and wrong in this game. A lot more uh, wrong than right, unfortunately. But before we get into that, Ovi, I, I just this whole time, I freaking love the hoodie that you've got on right now. For, for those who are watching on YouTube, you know, they can see that the gradient, like kind of the paint on the on the sleeves. Where'd you get that? If, if this you're allowed is, to tell um, Falcon player only gear. And so mm. I, I love this because a lot of Falcons fans are like, where did you get that? I, was like, I don't know. They gave it to me. I'm like, wait, you were a player? I was like, long, long time ago, I used to be <laughs> one of the best damn fullbacks the Falcons ever had. If not the best. I'll say the, but that's just me. I'm biased. Uh, and we got a lot of cool stuff. So I've been like now, man, like it's 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 tighter. I don't know if the the budget got got low or we got some people who are <laughs> checking, you know, the list twice. I'm like, hey, man, throw me some gear. We'll give you a hat and maybe a t-shirt. I'm like, no, give me like the, the good stuff. Give me like two of each. Like two years after I retired, three, four, five years after I retired, I come in there. I like I go like just grab a couple things and talk to <laughs> my boy Kenny. And Kenny would, you know, hook up. Oh, uh, Kenny. Yeah. Yeah, that's my my, my, my dog, man. He's, his hair is like this long, and now he just got like these big old dreads. He's yeah, he does. Straight up Rasta. But uh uh no, I I, I want the player worn stuff, the, the player only stuff, because that's that's a good stuff. So I, I got this one. I wear it, you know, when I'm feeling good. And I was feeling good until we lost. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you're you're looking good in it as well. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not looking very good. Apologies to <clears throat> our YouTube crowd fighting a cold this weekend. So you guys have to look at me as I battle through this. Um, but that's enough preamble, Obi. Let's Let's get into today's game right after this. Basketball is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for hoops betting and all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And 
as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether we're talking NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's that easy. Just make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's start just kind of big picture. You mentioned it. This felt like a game the Falcons could have won. Last yeah. week was a game they easily could have lost that they ended up winning. Today was a game that they easily could have won that they ended up losing. I mean, I think the biggest takeaway from me is this felt like the first game where the Falcons actively kind of beat themselves. Is that is that your takeaway as well? It is. Uh, uh, you know, saw Cordell Patterson score early and we talked mm-hmm. about like we were so good without him. Now that we have him. Oh, my gosh. We're about to be unstoppable. The first drive was so easy. It was like. We were continuing, you know, off of last game, uh, you know, that good type of mojo that we had. Hey, we're going to build on top of that and keep it moving. And I was excited for us to get past 500 for the first time in in years and years and years because it's just a huge milestone to say we're a winning team or (laughs) at least we have a winning record. That's uh, always fun to say. And we shot ourselves in the foot so many times. It, It got frustrating and. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into it more, but I I like Marcus. He did so many things good. Then he did so many things that you were you just like, oh, and you're like, I know what we have. I know I can't expect too much, but I'm expecting more. And I want more. And I, I want it all. I just want you to make throws that are there to make. And I want you to make good decisions. And it, it was a lot of things that um I feel like we could just been crisper on. And that that, you know. You can't. You, I guess you would blame the coach, but I've been so impressed by Arthur Smith, so impressed by Dean Pease, so impressed by what the coaching staff and you know admin GM have done. I, I just need the players to execute the game plan and do their job. It sounds a little mean, but just do your gosh dang job. And, <laughs> and I think we could have won this with the game. Absolutely, absolutely, you could have. And mm-hmm. you mentioned um, kind of that opening drive, Cordero Patterson really. Getting going, Tyler Algier, 44-yard run uh, on one of the first few plays of the game. And so it was Mm -hmm. like, man, the Falcons are going to be able to run the ball like we thought they would be able to. And they did. They ran for 201 yards in this game on 35 carries, two touchdowns. It is the first time that the Falcons have had at least three 200-yard rushing games since when, Ovi? Since back in the day when I was playing, probably. Correct. 2008. Yep. 2008. Yep. Oh, so that was a good year. You know why? Because that was our <laughs> first year with, you know, Coach Malarkey, uh, spitting a bunch of malarkey. And it was a statement piece saying we're not the old Falcons. We're not the Michael well, Big Falcons. Well, it feels a lot. I was actually <clears throat> thinking about that earlier today in what team does this team remind me of? And it is a little bit of that 2008 Falcons team now the dynamics are different obviously Matt Mm. Ryan was the focal point there like the money um, that was spent in free agency to really kind of overhaul the team like expectations I think were a little bit 
higher, but yeah. that was coming off of the worst 2007 season. And it all just kind of felt like gravy. And that is what the similarity is for me with this season is you're seeing a lot of people say like, yeah, we're four and four. We're first place in the NFC South yes. and all of that stuff. But we don't expect <clears throat> to win a playoff game, you know, but no. that's OK because we weren't even supposed to be here. And on the one hand, I think that that is still very valid to feel. Yeah. But on the other hand, a loss like today makes it kind of sting that much more because, like I said, it's the first one where it felt very unfalconsy. It felt yeah. very, oh, man, you're going to have a penalty on a 38 yard touchdown run by Cordero Patterson that that should really put you in a good spot to win the game. And then two plays later, Drake London's going to get stripped like we've seen Marcus Mariota have kind of these late game mix-ups but Snack not foods. everybody else and that's yeah. what was so discouraging today no it, it was uh a situation where everyone took their turn messing up everyone mm -hmm. said you know my bad dog my, my bad it's on me <laughs> you know it's on me my bad I, I got you next time and that's cool if one person does it but if every one of your stars your playmakers the guys who are supposed to be really leading the team are doing this that's when it gets hard to win games. And that's why it was very hard to win this one. But it wasn't hard to win this one. It, like, well, yeah, it, it so should have been. Yeah. It should have been easy. And honestly, as, <clears throat> as I was even thinking about kind of what really swung this game, the easy answer could be third down. But Arthur Smith after the game really said that outside of just one drive, the Falcons kind of liked what they did defensively against this team. I mean, this is a pretty potent Chargers offense that yeah. the Falcons did hold to, to 20 points. And it was really that long touchdown drive that they had where they overcame a few third and longs that allowed them to get right back into this kind of was a gut punch and really wore down the Falcons defense, which led to more issues at the end of the second half and yep. really got the Chargers back into it. But yeah, it was just not not very clutch play, right? And we've kind of seen the Falcons start to figure out some of these late game, close game scenarios. And then you have today something like Taquan Graham happening and that fumble. What went through your mind? Because you said you got to watch the entire fourth quarter. Yeah. A, when Austin Eckler, you know, fumbles the ball, it goes right into Taquan Graham's, like literally right into his lap. And then he just starts running the other way and, and the ball pops out. So... Walk me through that for you, and then I've got another follow-up after that. I was so excited. I, I was on the <laughs> edge of my seat. I had a chance to uh, come home. I had my adult beverage. I had the door closed. I was watching on and off, on and off, on and off the whole time. I was like, I want to see what happens in the fourth quarter. So I was, obviously, I was standing up, yelling uh, um, at, at the TV. I was like, go, go, go. <laughs> No, <laughs> and I, I was like, did somebody strip him? He just, he just dropped the ball. No yeah. one stripped him. Or what I saw, no one touched him. He just dropped the ball. And then I was like, all right, is it a fumble? Are they going to go back? I was like, all right, at least, you know, I, I wish he didn't drop it, but at least move them back. I mean, better than nothing. And they were re reviewing it on TV, and I'm looking at trying to you know, give my own expert opinion, saying I actually thought it was going to be not a fumble because I thought his knee was down first. It, it was, was really so close. close. It was yeah. so close, but I guess you need overwhelming, uh, you know, proof to to overturn it. So right. when it went back, I was just like, use this as 
a chance to get it right this time, DBs, because our DBs the whole fourth quarter that I watched were just struggling. They they were always a step behind, always choosing the the, the wrong route to jump and and just not playing to level. I think that you know we can play at, but <clears throat> again, I, I get it with the injuries. I get it with you know yeah. next man up, but. We were able to, you know, bend but not break all game, and we were breaking the fourth quarter. We were just bending and breaking and breaking and bending, and like that. Like the first play, right back where they started. I was like, come on, man. Yep. So it, it was very disheartening. I, I went uh, roller coaster of emotions. I was excited. I was thrilled. I was angry, scared, and disappointed. So, yeah, that, that was our fourth quarter. <laughs> I mean that that's that's pretty fitting for most fourth quarters. I feel like this season, honestly, yes. in Falcons history. But Correct. Yeah, the bend but don't break thing. It it can work, of course, but you need the turnovers. You need big plays to come off of that. And so that's where it was like, oh man, they could they could get one here and and potentially kind of squeak out another game where maybe they shouldn't have won, but they did win yeah. instead. Ball just pops loose. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever just been carrying the ball and it it just falls out of your grip for for kind of no reason <clears throat> unfortunately yes uh during some cold games some rainy games i'd say i've only had maybe two one or two fumbles where i wasn't touched and the ball came out and it was <clears throat> the most terrifying thing ever because <laughs> you are taught about you know four points or five points of pressure you know, and you're you're running but near the end of the game Sometimes your hands are numb and mm-hmm. you're so focused on making a move, catching the ball, looking forward. You squeeze too tight. If you don't have it the right way, it just squirts out. It, yep. just, it, just, it just squirts out. And <laughs> that, that time slows down. You're just like <laughs> looking for the ball, seeing where it is, and you just can't seem to move fast enough. You're going in slow motion. Everyone else is speeding up. It's just a bad feeling. And the camera was cutting to um, – the guy who fumbled it, I forget uh, his name. Aquan uh, Graham. Yeah. And he his face was just blank. His face was just it's, blank. Yeah. He, he was just and I, I hats off to him for not, you know, breaking down and handing his head because you gotta, hey, next play, next play. I gotta be able to do whatever I can to help the team. If they call my number, call my name, if the chance comes up. So great job at not falling apart. But inside, inside, he must have been just, <laughs> ooh, just ah, just I had it right there. The game was won. It was over. Well, I don't want to say won, but I think young Hoku could, could have kicked that kick and we could have been out of there and had a, a win if he just would have held on to the ball. So I've been in a situation. It's a bad, it's a bad place to be. I actually have to, uh, in a, in a high school game, I caught a ball. It probably should have been a touchdown and I had long sleeve under armor on, but it was like knockoff Walmart brand under armor and it is yeah. super slick. So I just went to tuck the ball away and it just slid right right yeah. through the the arm crack and and i just had to turn around and fall on it and everybody was dying laughing on the sideline when i came oh. back because they were like, it looked like you just didn't want to score like you were just yeah. like no no thank you i'm not, I'm not gonna score a touchdown no that touchdown is not my thing yeah it was just out of the blue it was just like oh wide open mm-hmm. is gonna be, and it just fell right yeah so it happens um everybody kind of defended taekwon graham afterwards so you know yeah it sucks but Kind of to my point earlier, we saw a team against San Francisco, a defense making fourth down stops to kind of win the game. You know, we saw against Seattle making plays, game winning interceptions, Cleveland, same thing. And now this is back to back weeks where 
you have Dean Marlowe and Rashawn Evans getting beat deep by DJ Moore. And then now you've got, you know, uh, what should have been a big turnover right at the end of the game, kind of in the red zone, and you give it right back. And so defense has kind of slid back a little bit. And yes, I get that there's some injuries, but they did have somebody like Isaiah Oliver back out there today, and they've had him for a little bit. But I think we're starting to see him become a healthier version of himself. And I thought he played really well. I thought it was maybe one of his best games. He was all over the field making big tackles. But another huge swing play was Austin Eckler not being ruled uh, or, or being ruled down after kind of looking like he was going to score one of the craziest touchdowns uh, of yep. the afternoon. Uh, what did yep. you think of, of that play? That was a little bit of a Ooh, precursor, wee. I think, of things to come. It, it just goes back to what we talked about earlier with, with Grady Jarrett and Tom Brady. Guys are too athletic. Guys have too much <laughs> yeah. skill to not be aggressive and make sure that they are all the way down. Granted, Tom Brady's not a running back, but still, he's a football player. And guys have rolled over, gotten up, and scott and made a play or scored a touchdown. So let the defense do their job. Let them get to the man to the ground. As long as they're not intentionally trying to hurt them, come on. It's called football. So Austin just proved, you know, why – you don't stop until you make sure your guy is down down. But it, it we were holding our breath. I mean, every Falcons fan was just holding their breath, uh, looking for a flag, looking for something, and, and we got it. All right, let's talk about, uh, you know, one of the more serious topics, I think, coming out of today's matchup, and that was the quarterback play, mm. right? And yeah. Marcus Mariota... Didn't turn the ball over, um, but he was not as, as sharp as he needed to be. He was 12 of 23 for 129 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, uh, ran the ball five times for 24 yards, but critically missed some, you know, obviously Ooh, the wide open throw of hits Ooh. there at the end. <clears throat> missed, a, missed a touchdown, but yep. he was long on, on a few of his throws uh, throughout the afternoon. Yeah, he's... He's played okay at times, but this was an afternoon where, again, the Falcons should have won, and Marcus Mariota being above average probably would have been the difference here. And that's it stinks that it cost the Falcons. It feels like a game here because of some of the missed opportunities at the quarterback position. It does. And the one with Kyle Pitts, I, I was going back and forth. I was like, was it Kyle? Was it Marcus? I'm not in the playroom. I mean, uh, uh, um, <clears throat> in uh, uh, the practice room. I don't know what he, where his spots are, but it just seemed that Marcus could have been a little more accurate or Kyle could have taken it up. I, I don't know. But I feel like they overall, need, air. need a little more air on the ball. Like, yeah. let, like let Kyle adjust to it. Now, give him a chance to make a play. Like like great quarterbacks who believe in their the talent of their receivers, tight ends, they give right. him the chance to make a play. And I, I feel like the way that it was thrown, the angle, he wasn't given that chance. Kyle wasn't given that chance. Now, I saw a couple of plays to where I was like, oh, okay, Marcus. Uh, he about to get mm-hmm. sacked and, you know, broke away and they spun around and got the ball to, to the running back. I'm like, that's why we have a mobile quarterback. This yeah. is great. But then I'm like, Ritter's also a mobile quarterback. Huh. Okay, so maybe he could have done the same thing. I'm like, that's why Marcus is there. Only Marcus can do that. Uh, we've seen in college that Ritter can be mobile. He can throw on the run. And now it starts to be like, okay, yes, we're, we're four or five. Um, we have some games left. These are some of the easier games. Are we going to give up on the Marcus Mariota experiment? Or are we going to give Ritter a chance? Are we, are we going to just ride with the guy who 
has got us to a much better record than we thought we would have had. We would have. So it's a tough decision for the coaches. And I have said for the last couple of weeks that they're not changing all, all year long. They're just not changing the Ritter. But with games like this, where a different quarterback and a different skill set and a different maybe motivation would have potentially been the difference in the game. I, I feel like it's got to be a conversation that's being had at the GM ownership and uh, head coaching level. Because I, I just – you, you can't act like you don't hear the chance for Ritter. You can't act like you don't see other teams in the NFL putting in young guys and getting results. You know, whether it's the, the Patriots or other young teams where rookies are, are, are doing things that – or rookie second-year players doing things that are helping teams win. I don't say what do we have to lose but because we do have a chance to <laughs> – miss out on the playoffs but no one's expecting us to be good anyway why not we've already seen what a quarterback can do uh so that we can gauge where the rest of the team is at but now i'm like let's let's push the boundaries a little bit let's maybe a game in and out let's let's see what happens because i'm i'm getting (laughs) tired of wanting marcus to be more and realizing that there's no more to give i think the falcons value what marcus is able to do pre-snap and that it's a little bit of a taxing Mental workload, and it looks like it is because that's one of the benefits of this offense is it is confusing as hell for other defenses to figure out. So I can only imagine what it's like having all of the math equations in your head as as the starting quarterback who has to understand it all and, you know, process it and get everybody in the right play. But there just isn't really the demand on a quarterback's arm in this offense to where I, I think that putting in a rookie quarterback is is going to be such a great detriment. Like it, the Falcons are only throwing the ball 20 times a game. I that I can't part. imagine like I can't imagine that putting the ball up there, you know, it, it, like there's not a whole lot of risk, I guess is what I'm trying to say because you're not relying on the arm of your quarterback to win you and lose you games. Now it can be a big benefit because if you connect <clears throat> on just one or two of these deep shots, that's probably enough to win you a game today. Like that is probably if one or two of those deep passes flips the field, you come away with at least a field goal. I mean, that's kind of why they keep that in there and why they keep plugging along. It's, it's just their haymaker that they keep cocked back. Jab, 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 jab. Let's test this jab, 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 jab. Let's test this. That's what they do. And when you don't connect on them, that is going to be, you know, really hard to overcome. So did they run the ball enough for you today? I mean, (laughs) They like they uh, ran the ball 35 times, like I said, for 201 yards, which is a crap ton. However, they threw the ball 23 <clears> times, <throat> and in a game where they were averaging 5.7 yards a carry, it just kind of feels like, hey, just give the ball 45 times to to your backs and call it a day and go home. The announcers were talking about that. Um, one of the the key drives, all right, we got the ball back, it's a chance for us to score. Time's winding down. We go three it out. Yep. And, and that's the one I think we we missed all the Kyle Pitts like for the big throw. And you now it's easy to be a, yeah, a second down three or second down. Yeah. And say, oh, well, we should have done this. We should have that. If they were connected on Kyle Pitts, we're like, oh, great. You know, a, a great scheme. You know, got to mix it up and right. don't just yep. run, run, run. You got to throw some passes. But three and out, you're like, why aren't we running if we're getting more than five yards of carry? And yeah. I would kind of have liked to see us burn the clock down. You know, run the ball with our, our our horses that we have that are doing so well, and just kick a field goal, call today, be done. 
But no, we uh, we missed on Kyle, had some other mistakes, and they got the ball back, and, and they did their thing. It, it was frustrating. So I, I'm, I'm happy to see us go over 200. I'm happy to see the run game do what, what it's been doing, but I'm not happy that we're not um, going to our strengths when we need to most and relying on what we know without a shadow of a doubt we can do, which is run the ball. Yeah, 100%. And again, the hindsight's twenty twenty. You can play the results game. Like you said, if that shot play connects, the broadcast is diagnosing, look how they pulled that eighth man into the box and then they got yep. it right over top of it. And it's going to be them. just a master class, but it doesn't work. And and therefore you get kind of doubted. Um, <clears throat> so that's just kind of life in the NFL, right? Uh, yep. Let's let's flip the page like the Falcons will have to do very quickly and look ahead to, to Thursday. Carolina, the Falcons just saw them. One of the crazier games. Falcons got another crazy game. Uh, the Panthers today were blown out by the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So they wow. kind of got a little bit of a head start on their rest and, and preparation for Thursday because I saw that they pretty much were clearing the benches at the end of the third quarter in that game. Wow. That was a 42 to 21 blowout. That was not even close for most of the action. However, notable Baker Mayfield came in in relief duty, looked really good. Two touchdown passes again kind of in in relief duty against probably not the Bengals top top tier game plans are changing at that point the Bengals are in a defense it's probably going to allow a lot more completions uh just to keep the clock moving and in the middle of the field that being said what I want to ask you Ovi is as a former player I know that Thursday night games were just kind of starting to get into the league uh yeah. during your your run here in Atlanta but did you play in any of the Thursday night games? And what is that like going from a Sunday to a Thursday? And how quickly do you have to flush everything? It's quick. I hated Thursday night games. I think most players hate Thursday night games yeah. because your, your body still hurts. You don't get a chance to repair. Um, <clears throat> you're really just going off of uh, instinct and talent because you can't watch as much film. You can't prepare like you want to. Uh, you can't flush out all the... Uh, the pain and the the bruises and the uh, just the fatigue from the, the game before. It, it's not a chance to watch the film, prepare for guys like me who, you know, I like to get an edge, especially my older years on the linebackers, the defensive ends, know when the safety is shifting, what's coming, the blitzes. And so because you don't get that time to prepare, you're just going off an of instinct. You're, you're going off a of talent. Usually the teams on Thursday who have uh, – the higher caliber players win just because you're not going to outmaneuver the other team most likely. And because everyone's fatigued, everyone's going to be a little bit more tired because you don't have those extra days. It's just the better condition team, the, uh, the better coach team, uh, the, the more talented team is the one that wins. And uh, that was us sometimes. Sometimes it wasn't, but I, I just hated Thursdays. Glad it only happened once a year. <laughs> So would you rather be the team coming off of a an absolute blowout where you basically did get most of the second half off or a right down to the wire <laughs> kind of last oh, second field goal loss? That's easy. A, a blowout yeah. um, because, A, we're going to be motivated to clear that as soon as possible. I knew it was just, uh, extra something. We got blown the crap out and... It was just that nasty taste in your mouth of just losing and the media is yeah. talking this, and the fans are talking that and, you know, teammates, you know, we, we kind of feel unsure about ourselves. Are we that terrible? Are, are we, are we that bad? <laughs> What's wrong with this? Like you look at your hands like you can catch footballs, right? Come on. You can block, right? But you're not doing it. So you want to just, you know, 
prove to yourself that you still got it. So you're going above and beyond. You're doing a little bit extra. Uh, and I, I remember games specifically where I feel like I missed blocks or I didn't move my guy as much as I needed to or I didn't hold my block as long. The next game, I'm overcompensated. I'm putting my guy in the dirt, putting mm. my fork arm in his chin and making sure that he stays down. <laughs> or, you know, I'm hitting a guy trying to uh, hit him and the guy behind him. I'm just trying to go go in. So when you get blown out like that, you have a chip on your shoulder. So I, I'd much rather have that be the case and plus the extra rest, which happens for the other guys. Uh, fullbacks, you know, winning or losing, we're still in because <laughs> usually carry one of us. So. There's such thing as extra rest and we're getting blown out or if we're winning by a whole lot. No, I'm I'm playing to the last last second. I think maybe maybe my Pro Bowl year, a couple of games where we were doing well, it took me out, put like a tight end in for me, but we don't carry back <laughs> a fullback most of the time. There's not yeah. a three fullbacks on a team where you can just oh, throw the second or third guy in. No. Nah. Uh, knowing you and you'd be like, I don't take me out of the game, just give me the ball. Like just yeah, there you yeah, go. If, it, if it's that, a blowout, that, let me handle the rock, right? And that happens sometimes too. As far, I'll, I'll have to beg Mike Malark. I was like, "Hey, Mike, Mike, now's the time." Thirty-two <laughs> dive. He's like, "It's first and like 15. I was like, "Yeah, thirty-two dive or second and fifteen is <laughs> for no reason." He'd give it to me, and I would get like four or five yards. I even broke go. a couple. I had like you know a, a twelve-yard run. I was like, because I was just so, so amped to be getting. Uh, touches because usually I'm the the blocking guy that helps Jarius or Mike or Wark or <laughs> yeah. Jamal or anybody not named Obi uh, score. Yeah, mentality is really uh, I think telling as to why the Falcons didn't lose back to back games for so damn long under Mike Smith. You know, yeah, it's, it's that rebound mentality. I would <clears> think that the Falcons would be in a better spot to rebound had they not just played Carolina because I think Atlanta's offense would be very very hard to prepare for, if not impossible. Yeah, short week. But the Panthers just saw it. And so I know. I think they're like, I think the Falcons like baseline offense, they're like, we're gonna strip it back and go back to kind of just the simple stuff for Thursday night. Yeah. I still think that that's very complex uh and very multiple. But again, the Panthers just saw it. So I mean, we'll see. Uh, but I, you know, I think it's a real toss up kind of at this point. Uh nobody knows coming into this one, um, just because the two teams so close last time and, and anything can happen week to week. Um, real quick, let's take a look around the other game in the division. Tampa Bay ends up pulling out a uh, three-point win over the Los Angeles Rams. So with the Falcons' loss, uh, Tampa Bay is now tied again uh, with them atop the division and has the head-to-head tiebreaker. So another week of this, Ovi, we'll be talking about First place in the NFC South, how the NFC South is not very good. New Orleans could join them atop. They play tomorrow night um, against Baltimore, I guess, your tonight listener. So, yeah. What do you make of this division nine weeks in? We're supposed to win the games that we can win because we want to stay above of Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. Yep. And he could at any time switch it back on. <laughs> And the, what, 5, 8, 12 Super Bowls he's won, kid all re-energized. He probably goes home at night and just puts them all in the Green Lantern. Because he's got rings and powers he's up. He's like the living <laughs> like, the living Undertaker gif where it's like the coffin is. just swings open and and he comes busting out. Anytime. So I don't want the sleeping giant to wake up. I want to get as much of a lead as we can so that we can maybe sneak into the playoffs being the division winner because – 
<laughs> I, I, I agree. I think Tom Brady absolutely is the uh, living embodiment of the Undertaker gift. He is a guy who we do not want to stay neck and neck with because right. once he gets his act together, it's going to be very difficult for us to play at the level, uh, obviously, a quarterback that Tom Brady can because he can take over a game, take over a team, and is the epitome of what a not a good quarterback, but a Hall of Fame quarterback can do for a team. We can win Super Bowls. Yep. We don't have that. We know we don't have that. So if we can kind of stay a step or two ahead beating teams, we should be like the Chargers. Uh, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, but you can't let games like today slip away. Um, and and that's what the Falcons did. There's no skirting around that. 2017 loss in a game that was extremely winnable. And now they're <laughs> right back in the thick of things. We'll have to see what happens uh, with New Orleans against Baltimore. But yeah, it doesn't look like this is going to get comfy anytime soon, Ovi. So we will, I was hoping uh, so. I was thinking, ooh, we're on top of the, of the uh, NFC South and maybe we can get a game lead if we win and everybody else loses because mm-hmm. we can beat the Chargers. And, you know, it can be exciting saying that, all right, we now got a little bit of room to get loose and feel yeah. comfortable. No. I mean, there's a world that. There's a world where they beat the Chargers and then they turn around Thursday night and they beat Carolina. And it's like, then you go into a long week on a three-game win streak and it's starting to feel like 2016 all over again where you're like, Hey, a late year run can something, yeah. something happen. And instead, no, uh, it's, it's the exact opposite. So we will have to wait and see. Uh, luckily, it's not a very long wait for the uh, Falcons to get back out there and redeem themselves. They will get a national audience on Thursday Night Football um, for this one. So stay tuned. Uh, we will have another show coming earlier in the week to preview that and kind of break down the Falcons at the midpoint of the year. I have no idea where the midpoint is anymore, OV, because we have 17 games. So we're yep. doing it this uh, this week because you don't need another Panthers preview. You just saw them play. Uh, so we'll do something a little bit different. But please follow Ovi and me on Twitter uh, at Ovi Mihaly 34 at Will McFadden. Um, please let everybody know where to find our show, wherever you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all of that good stuff. Um, Ovi, any last words before we get out of here? Nah, man. Uh, I want at least one time a season for us to get above 500. We have to stay yeah, there. Right? I like we stay there, but I just want to see it happen because it's time and, and we can do it. We, we have teams we can beat the rest of the season. We just got to play our game. So uh, I'm hoping that this is a, uh, you know, go ahead and clear it and let's get back to some Falcon football. The good yep. kind of Falcon football. <laughs> Good kind. Falcons have not been above 500 since the 2017 season, which coincidentally is when I started covering the Falcons. So it's been a while. Um, maybe yep. I'm a bad luck charm, but they did go to the playoffs that year. So maybe not. Uh, but, yep. All right. That will do it for today's podcast, which was presented by Bet Online. Uh, again, stay tuned for another show dropping early in the week um, ahead of Thursday night's game. But until then, everybody, take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.